This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to episode number 81 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich. And today we are going to talk about something that I am personally feeling that I have had to do a lot of my own kind of inner work on and really reconsider and reformat the way that my brain has been processing all of the new cool things that are frankly distractions. And I have been looking inside of me to try to figure out what is it that I need to incorporate into my business? And what are those things that are actually distractions and could derail me? And so I jotted down some notes today on just the mental work that I've been doing to try to figure out that exact question. Before we dive into that, I want to invite you to our private little circle. If you're enjoying the Ops Authority podcast, the only place you need to be outside of listening to this podcast is the Ops Insiders. That is our private Facebook community, and you can get there by going to theopsinsiders.com. I welcome you to join us over there. We continue the conversations week after week, and it also provides you a great place to ask questions that are related to operations and in the way that you are building your operations business. So don't miss out. Join us at theopsinsiders.com. Alrighty, friends, a little bit of a backstory. Over the Christmas holidays, and you guys probably know this if you've been listening to the podcast, but I took two solid weeks off at the end of the year. And this was something I had never been able to truly do in the past, but something I desperately needed. Now, I should do an episode on that because it was such a difficult, I had such a difficult time removing myself from the business at first. Eventually it got easier, but man, it was hard. It was really hard to unplug. So during that time, once I got adjusted, I picked up some of the leisure habits that I see other people doing. And most of those came to, or they boiled down to comparison and shiny object syndrome. You guys have probably, or you're well familiar with both of those. And so I'm not going to go deep into the psychology of those, but I found myself kind of scrolling and looking around and getting outside of my cozy corner and being impressed upon by what other people were doing, how they were participating, how they were showing up in business. Things that I typically block out were permeating me. And because I had a little bit more downtime, I was finding myself reconsidering the things that I was doing, things that were really successful for me. But I was comparing myself to other people. And for the first time in a very long time, I started to question my own strategic plan, my own vision. So today I want to just spend some good time talking friend to friend about how I navigated this. And hopefully this can give you some clarity when this comes up for you, because it naturally does, especially when you're in a vulnerable place. Just to be very clear here, a couple of things that I had been considering are changes in some of the technology platforms 
that I have been using. Now, I search and search and search. I do a pretty good job at getting a lot of facts when I'm considering changing technology. But sometimes I will see an influencer using something and think, you know what, my audience would be really would really love this. Or, hey, maybe I could design a completely new funnel with perhaps even a new product at the end. Or, I mean, the number of things that, that go through our heads is a little astounding, but that's what happens when we see people doing this and we think that we can hop in and do and replicate that same thing and get the exact same success. And so technology tools have been really pulling at me. And then another thing is, and I definitely have to talk about it, but it's a social media platform called Clubhouse. Now, if you're listening to this, very, very strong chance that you know exactly what Clubhouse is. Clubhouse itself is an amazing tool. I have learned a lot on the tool, but I'm gonna tell you right now, The hours that I spent on Clubhouse when I was not working during those two weeks I spent off over the holidays was awesome. But something happened and it was called January 4th, 2021, the day that a lot of us came back to work after being off for a week or two. And my availability of time went from being really, really open to being almost none. And so my utilization of the platform, just not having that time, allowed me to go back and look at the utilization and see strategically now, I was really focusing on the emotional and kind of a desperate, from a desperate place before, but now having a constraint on time made me get more strategic. So that's specifically what I'm talking about right now, but I believe that you're going to be able to apply these principles to any change that comes your way. And I hope that this is helpful for you. I want to kick this off by saying that there are going to always be distractions. There are so many different ways that we can solve a problem. And as entrepreneurs, as business owners, really part of our goal is to bring new solutions to market. So what you have been experiencing, if you have been feeling the exact same way, I know that in good faith, I can't tell you that this is something that's going to go away. What I'm going to tell you today is my thought process in helping me to be more certain when I'm making a decision to join the masses or even just switch and do something new for my business. It may not necessarily be something new, but it could be something new to my business. And so I want to tell you that Even though we're talking about things that are new now, there are going to be an infinite number of things that come up in your business journey and really in your life. So the distractions are not going to go away. I do believe that every distraction, if it's supposed to be in our business and we're supposed to be taking action on it, it has to be the right time and we have to have the right team to be able to explore those new things. Now, I currently have a pretty healthy team. I'm starting to see even a greater vision for pulling in more people into my team, another episode for another time. But we are just now at a place where my team could help me in making and clarifying and establishing some some changes to my current tech stack or social media or any of those things. But a year ago, there is no way we had capacity with the tiny team that I had to be initiating new changes into our business. We just didn't have the capacity to do it or specifically to do it right, which is important to me. And 
Something that came up for me during this process is the more mature the business is, the easier it is to resist the distractions. And I can tell you in my own business journey, when I was more immature in business and I didn't have the thought leadership and the authority and the confidence that I have today, it would have been really easy to, and it was easy to look side to side and compare myself and also want that copy and paste. And copy and paste, meaning you see a competitor, you see an inspirational figure doing something and you think, you know what? I am fully capable of doing that. I'm just gonna copy and paste it and add my own spin to it. Now, I know that that is not an effective way of building business, but when I was young, when the business was young and impressionable, I'm talking about it like it's like got a beating heart or something, like it's a person, but when I was impressionable or the business was impressionable, it would have been so, it was super easy to want to pull a lot of new things together. And without having that infrastructure of team systems and processes, There's no way that there would have ever been a good time to institute the changes that would have come. Additionally, the more mature or the more years, the more experience that you have, the more authority, the more thought leadership, things that are really important to me at the Ops Authority and specifically in leading the Ops Authority, I am big on resisting popularity shifts. So just because the icons in your industry are doing something or using a specific tool or have use a specific launch model or have a particular offer, like you can go down the list over and over and over, but just because the big people are doing it or the the icons in your industry are doing it does not mean that you need to do it you are going to need to build a business that is specific to you, that feels comfortable to you. Otherwise, it's always gonna feel like an uphill battle. You're never gonna feel like you get it right because you're doing what I was just talking about. You're copying and pasting someone's idea, their processes, their offers, their marketing, and it can be a big block for you. And as an operations expert, I wanna partner with you and tell you that that's never gonna get you to working in your gifts with ease very quickly. And that's my goal as a mentor to so many different businesswomen who are running businesses based off of their operational skills. Speaking of operations, if you've got a current technology stack or a social media plan in your business, you're going to want to optimize the existing. Like this makes sense. Rationally, it makes a lot of sense. You want to optimize what you're currently using, then you want to test it. You want to make sure that it's doing and giving you the results that you desire. And if it's not, then we can start thinking about a change plan. But I want you to make sure that you give a dedicated effort to optimizing what is currently in the business. Alrighty, that's my backstory. Now I'm going to bring you the tips. So before you say yes to a new change, before you say yes, before I was going to say yes to moving my courses from one platform to another, here are some of the things that I did a lot of work on. And I I ask you to partner with me in this process to make sure that you're making a sound decision and not something that you could regret that could bring you a bigger disaster than the picture it's potentially being that's potentially being painted for you today. First thing, and I know you're sick of me talking about this, but I'm never going to stop because I believe that this is truly the foundation in business. You have to do the work to see the vision for your business. Simply put, if everything went perfect for your business, 
according to plan, between now and the next three to five years, what does your business look like? What kind of successes have you had? Where do you want to be? What kind of leader are you? What kind of team do you have? What kind of revenue are you bringing in? What kind of offers do you have? If everything went right for you over the next three to five years, as it pertains to your business, what is the vision of your business? What does it look like? This is typically done alone and it takes time. It's not anything that just, you know, I hope you heard that snap. (laughs) It's not anything that just comes together overnight. It really takes some dedicated effort and time to get to that vision. And frankly, if you're not a visionary and you have more of that implementer in you, it's probably going to take you a little bit more time than it would a visionary. And so you may be asking yourself, why do I need a vision? How does having a vision help me with shiny object syndrome? Well, if you know where you're going and you can see, you can see deeper, further, and bigger than your circumstances that you're in today, then it's going to help you in making a solid decision a validated decision in moving or changing or navigating a new tool. So first thing I want you to do is spend some time to cast a vision for your business. After you get that vision, the second thing you need to do is create a strategic plan. How are you strategically going to deliver? How are you going to reach the vision that you've set for yourself? As a side note, as we're talking about strategic plans, I can't pass up the opportunity to say that I have licensed a model called the Strategic Mapping Model, and any of the directors of operations that come through and get certified, they are the only people who have access to utilize this model. But that's where directors of operations can partner with visionaries to be able to take that big vision and to break it down into a strategic plan that we as directors of operations and even operations managers can then manage that plan and create those changes. We are instrumental in taking that vision and pulling it down into bite-sized pieces. The next thing, and this is the beginning of change management. And yes, this is methodical. I'm telling you ladies that if you have made a gut decision in the past and it didn't work out, this step right here is a big reason why. You've got to take the time to evaluate the need for the change. What are the pros and the cons between what you're currently using and what you could be using? Maybe you can look at that from social media as well as technology, but what is, why do you even need to make this change? And this is going to take some of the emotion out of this decision. Because if you are leaning towards making a decision based off of popularity or an influencer using this or big, big promises or just not doing diligent research, then you probably are going to be making a decision that's going to cost you a lot of time, energy, stress, and not have a great return on investment, which is the next step, number four. I want you to gather a few facts. What is the actual cost for you to make this change. Not just the cost of the platform. If I move from Thinkific to Access Ally or something like that, then I'm not just asking you how much is it going to cost or what's the difference in, you know, option A versus option B, where you're at and where you're going. But I want you to look at what's required of the team. How many hours is this going to take? This is not just financial. It's also looking at deeper data, How much time is it going to take? 
What's the impact to the experience of your customers or even your team? We need to look at everything here, not just the hard cost. There's a lot of soft cost in changes and you wanna be aware of that. But the return on the investment of the change, I mean, this is next level, but this is how you are going to get certain that it is the right time, the right place and the right team to make a change. So I want you to look at the return on the investment, which means how long will it take you to recoup the cost, the time, and the energy that you have put into making this change for you to break even? I'm telling you all, by doing this step, by gathering this data, you will have much more confidence when you move forward in this. If you've done this in the past and you've had regrets, This is the step that you have missed. This is the step that you breezed over because you were excited. You had the fear of missing out or somebody oversold you. Don't miss this opportunity to gather the data. I also want you to think about what this disruption, this change from one thing to another or the addition of adding something new on top of what is working in your business. I want you to think about what that disruption is gonna cost to your business. And I don't mean hard costs like we were talking about in the previous step, but what kind of impact is it going to have on your business projects or maybe your client projects or your client load? Are your customers going to be impacted? Well, if you only have a certain size team right now and you can't bring on additional team to help you with this change, then something has to give, right? We all have the same hours, number of hours in a day. And if those are allocated right now at 90% capacity and you're bringing in a new project, which is to navigate this change, because there's a lot of work to be done here. Some of it's strategic, some of it implementation, but there's a lot of work to be done here. And if you're trying to just fit this in, in the creeks and the crevices of the time, the available time in your business, you're going to find yourself upside down, your team, the morale, the energy, and frankly, the quality that you're going to put out is not going to leave you in a better position. It's going to leave you questioning the whys and doubting if this was the right path for you to go down. Do not forget to look at this through the vein of your customers, your clients, your consumers, whoever it is that you are working with. I want to make sure that you see, okay, how does this change impact my customers? Once you do all of that work, that was steps number one through step number five, I then want you to get approval. And you're thinking, what? I'm the CEO of my business. Who's giving me approval? Well, here's what you need to do you are essentially creating a business plan or a change management plan by doing all of those things from step one to step number five. I want you to present this. If you were in corporate, that's exactly what you would have to do. And yes, this means a little bit of red tape, but this is a checks and balances system for an entrepreneur. And I believe we massively need these. So I want you to get approval. What does that mean? I want you to take all of the data and all of the information, create a business case, And I want you to talk about this with your team, a mentor, a coach, maybe it's a mastermind, maybe it's your spouse, whoever helps guide your business. I want you to talk to that person about this and ask them their opinion. I want you to give them real facts, not baked facts. I want you to give them a real picture of how this is going to impact. I want you to give them a real picture of the impact, both good and bad, risks and benefits, what this is going to do for your business and see what they think. Now, depending on the size of circle that you have, 
I want to make sure that you get multiple opinions. And if you've got three people on your team, then I want you to go to those three people. If you don't have a team built out, I want you to leverage a couple of people to pass this by before you take action. So yes, if you're a quick start, you're sitting here listening to this podcast thinking there is no way I'm going to go through all of these steps. And guess what my quick start friends say every single time? I have made so many big mistakes in business, and most of them came because I took action too quickly. Now, there's a lot of times and a lot of reasons to take quick action that I admire, and I, frankly, I envy that, but I will tell you in this case, when you're looking to make a change in your strategic plan, because all of these decisions are going to impact your your strategic plan in your own business, you need to have these vetted by people who have an interest in what you're doing and delivering. Once you get the okay, now you need to create a project plan. And we do this poorly so many times. I have seen this on Clubhouse numerous times where it's new, it's catchy, it's got, you know, some influencers on there, the size of the rooms are really big, people are vying for visibility, which is exactly what the platform is great at and can be used for. But I want to make sure you have a plan. So it's not just about popping on there and spending time and not having an intentional plan that's going to make you feel like this is a good use of your time. I want you to create a project plan for this change. So you can look at that from joining Clubhouse or moving off of one, one technology platform to another. We are currently doing that in my business as it relates to FG Funnels. So FG Funnels is new. It's from Julie Stowen and Kathy Olson. Those are two people that I admire. So I was very lured into their product. I stand behind almost every single thing that Julie puts out. So at first I was like, you know what? If Julie's doing it, I'm gonna do it. Why would I not do that? And it's taken me about three to four months to really to go through step-by-step to make sure that this was the right decision for us. And everything I've just talked about Yes, it caused me to make a decision a little bit slower, but here's the thing. I am confident that we are making the right change moving forward. So now that we have said yes, now me and my team are working on what the implementation or the project plan looks like because this is an integral part of my business. These tools and systems that are going to be added are also going to cause an impact to the customer, to my students, to my community. So we have to think about this. It can't just be a, you know, all of a sudden we are switching over because there are way too many tentacles that are felt inside of this business. So creating a project plan is incredible incredibly important, and I don't want you to miss it. We tend to minimize how complex change is in a business. And it doesn't matter if you're leveraging a new social platform or if you're doing something from a tool perspective. There are many, many steps. And in some cases, you may want to hire a project manager just for this change project because having somebody external to your business or someone who's not tied into the business day-to-day can be very helpful in spotting the gaps that you can't see because like in my case, I've been using some of these softwares that we are going to be pulling back on for five years. So I take for granted what many of these things do. So again, just to recap, make sure that you're creating an implementation plan or a project plan for this change. This is gonna make you pause 
You already know the facts. You've already gotten a yes from your, I I call them my advisory board or your board of directors. And now you want to create that plan so that when you deliver this, you've got a comprehensive, solid, confident product that you're eager to put out. Not one that you're kind of like one eye open and you're like, oh goodness, is this going to work? Is this going to (laughs) work? Because we've all been there. And the only reason you feel that way is because you have a you did not have a plan. So let's change that going forward. Now, if you are going to impact your customers, you are going to want to establish a communication plan. So nobody likes to find out about these changes after the fact. Let's get in front of the change. Let's proactively communicate to the people that are going to be impacted. Let's let them know that you have made the decision. Allow them to be part of the journey as you're making the switch. You may be able to help somebody else to make a solid decision, not a reactive, popular decision. But even this podcast, what I'm sharing today, this would be a great time to let them know all of these steps that you've gone through so that they know that, yes, they're going to be, you know, they may see something different or they may have to log in differently or they may find you now on Clubhouse but you're doing this because, and giving them the rationale and the reasons behind that, a lot of times helps your customers to overcome any frustrations that they feel in the change that is impending. And a personal story to share here. You guys know that I coach with the Unstoppable Entrepreneur and Kelly Roach, and she's recently changed her texting service. So she was using one, she moved over to another. She's got a full marketing team that has done all of this work to make sure that this was the right decision, that the ROI was there, that this matches with her strategic plan, and they created a plan. I was thrilled to no end to see the amazing change management that occurred specifically in the communication plan. They reached out to all of us in a live video to explain to us, number one, that the change was happening, two, why the change was happening, and three, very specific steps on what to expect. And my only response was, this is amazing change management. This is admirable. This is what needs to be the standard. And I believe what happens is we tend to assume that our customers won't see things or we feel like they're going to be so happy at the change because I know it's exactly what they need, but they're going to be so happy with this. They're not even going to see it. It's going to be seamless. That is an understatement. Friends, don't put yourself in that position because I promise you every single change in a business is going to be seen and you want to talk to your people. You want to talk to your community about the whys, the hows, and what's in it for them as well as the next steps. So this is creating a communication plan. And as with any project, and if you guys, I know a lot of you guys are project managers or have a project management skill set here, you're going to want to test and quality control, whatever the change is, before you put it out there. And a lot of times this pertains more to a technology change, but let's talk about the social media change. If you're moving off of LinkedIn and you're now, you're gonna engage less on LinkedIn and more on Clubhouse, then I want you to set a time parameter to test this. What is the impact? Are you getting the kind of data that you expected? In your business, is it more important to be on Clubhouse than it was on LinkedIn? And 
We all have the same number of hours in a week. It is impossible to be everywhere, to have all the software, to leverage all the tools that are out there. Friends, we just cannot do it. Before you make this switch, official, 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 I want you to test it, make sure it works before you go all in. So that may mean that you are on multiple platforms for a given time so that you can get that data and get the testing results it will be worthwhile time. On the contrary, from a price perspective, you may be paying for a couple systems or platforms at the same time because I may need Thinkific while I'm testing out FG funnels. I won't know until I get there. And what happens if in this new platform, my team missed something and all of a sudden we're up against a launch, it just creates way too much tension and too much risk in my business to stop paying for the previous tool too early. So understand that you're going to have a little bit higher expenses as you're moving over. And I would even tell you to keep the old platforms for six to 12 weeks while you're making the transition. So you've got to test and quality control these things. And then lastly, this is when the magic happens. This is when you finally feel confident you've got the data. By doing all of these steps, you can look back and say that this switchover, leveraging this new thing is beneficial to your business. And if you go through all of these steps, you're going to feel confident along the entire path. If you don't go through these steps and you just see something out there, it's shiny, you have the fear of missing out all the cool guys are doing it and you pop on over and you shift your focus to something new, you're going to miss something really big. And I don't want that to be you guys. Remember friends, there is not just one way to do business. And the last thing business is, is a straight path. There are going to be obstacles that are going to rise and have you rethinking yourself and your plan. I would encourage you that the more logical parts of your brain that you can leverage, the better off you're going to be in making these decisions. There's a time and a place for intuitive and emotional pieces to come into your business. But when it comes to change management, I highly encourage you to be logical. So if that is not you, if those words do not describe you, I want you to partner with somebody that can help you be methodical in making this switch to really evaluating, is this the right thing for you and your business, for the size of your team, for the impact on your customers, and ultimately for the return on investment or the return on experience? We didn't talk a lot about that, but maybe switching over to a platform doesn't have a financial return, but it has a return on experience, meaning the people who engage in it now feel so confident. They love your program even more. They get better results because you're using a new platform. That would be a great reason to consider moving over, but that doesn't mean it's the only thing you have to do before saying yes to the change. Alrighty, friends, thank you for hanging out with me so much today. I hope that this has been helpful. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are listening that are saying, oh, I don't want to slow down or I really like this thing. It's going to work. I know it's going to work. Those are all emotions and I have them too. I am certainly not above them. And I have made many, many a mistake by jumping into something way too soon. Ultimately, for me, the fear of missing out usually means that I invest too soon, which means I'm wasting money. And I'm in business to make money, to live a legacy life, and to provide for my family. So if I'm giving it away to a tool or a platform that doesn't serve me or my business, then I'm doing just that. I'm making a really poor decision. So 
I hope that this is really helpful. The Ops activity for this week, you guys know with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, I do an Ops activity. And this makes sure that you are not just listening and tucking this information away. It means that you are going to listen intently and to take action. We are operators here. We break things down. Just like I was talking about today, we take the visionary's vision and we break it down into a strategic plan. That is our gift. And I want to make sure that we leverage that in listening to this podcast. So today for episode number 81, our operations activity is, I want you to come into our group, theopsinsiders.com and tell me what is the last thing that had you considering a change? What was the last shiny object that you have experienced? And I'm excited to see everything that is listed here because today I talked about moving from one course platform to another. I also talked about the influence of Clubhouse in my business. And I'd love to hear what else is happening for you. Alrighty, friends, I'm going to wrap up today. I will see you back here next week, same time. And I look forward to seeing you in the opsinsiders.com with the response to what is the last thing that popped up that gave you shiny object syndrome? Let me see it. I look forward to the conversation. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.